wah, wah, wah. Hey, there it is. The mic was on zero, zero out of ten. You can edit that part. <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to happen. I'm going to amplify it, and we'll see if we can get something out of that. Um, okay, guys, I, you can already hear him, and I can I can tell people's ears are perking up out there. They're like, is that? Yes, it is. It's the one and only Zimtern, now Zimployee. That's how we fight for, uh, f- that. Uh, that's how we affectionately know him. The rest of you out there might know my guest today as Nathan Zimmerer. He's uh, one of our favorite guys, a friend of the show, and I think he's out of out of uh, yeah. You gotta get over here, man. Long time supporter. Thanks, bud. Is that a nice ASMR <laughs> style for you? That's where you gotta be, or else the mic doesn't pick you up, buddy. I would like you to stay closer, though. Like I asked. Thank you. I keep doing this thing where I lean back to give Nathan a little bit of room. And... At some point, we might kiss. <laughs> it's too close. I have to look away. Okay. No, it's, if, I, if I don't look, I can imagine the red light's not on. <sighs> All right. Well, welcome, Nathan. Thanks for being with us. Um, Nate, I first met you about five or was it six years ago when you are an intern in our in uh, our group at work. Is that about right? Five or six years? Yeah. 2015, that was the summer uh, of the most alcohol i think i'd consumed in my life i don't want to are you because of i don't assume you're blaming anyone for that i mean you did pick me up <laughs> at the rock bottom <laughs> rock bottom of my life the rock in terms of alcohol consumption. okay that's not the rock bottom that's just that's a different axis that's not an up or down axis that's a horizontal axis well it was really i mean the internship was very much this world where you took a bunch of engineers and took away all our homework and then gave us money <laughs> and Put us in a big apartment complex where 50 of us lived and we would all coincidentally have the same amount of free time because we were on the same work schedule everybody gets off at five everybody starts drinking at 505 yeah there was a i mean there there was a beach a sand volleyball court and pretty dude, much every day awesome. after work we would i, I want to be an intern dude I mean, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Are we able to go back? And do you get that, if you go back and do it again, do you get that massive bonus? Or like, if you, wasn't there something where you get extra money if you don't use their housing? They That's just... 100% not correct. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember any kind, there, I, there maybe was some like living stipend situation, but I don't remember Boeing providing anybody housing other than having some recommended areas to live. Gotcha. And that was the cesspool of UMSOL student housing that we found ourselves in. So did they, so they literally, was it like um, students move out for the summer and then they just, yeah, they just we were just bring filling in... in dorm housing essentially or dorm style housing. Did anybody ever get, here's a question. Now I'm not saying anybody did this, but there's interns. They're, these kids are not all 21. Did anybody ever get busted? Was anybody ever that stupid? Oh, for, you're talking about breaking the law. I'm talking about I'm talking Some about doing perspective underage drinking illegal activities. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying allegedly. Now, uh, I'm trying to think how old I was. Allegedly, I was 21. <laughs> oh, so. That's right. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. we took you out to Kushner's, and I was like, I can't bring an intern to a dr- to an alcohol party. Well, that Kushner, Kushner's was the rock bottom. Because if you remember, rock you guys, bottom. You guys picked me up, and all I had in hand was a, a handle, a handle of Jack Daniel's Tennessee Honey. Jim Beam, wasn't it? It was oh, Jack Daniel's Tennessee Honey. That's right. And we were singing along with the radio on the way out to Kushner's house. That was great. Changing up the words. Can't tell you what we listened to. Yeah, I don't know, but you kept making fun of me because the only words I would ever change it up to was like balls and something like that, and and I was like, that's not true. And I started doing it again, and I was like, oh, he's right. It's like pretty creative. Hey, that was 
Why would you call that rock bottom? That was rock fun. It's is not what that rock was. That was a rock party. That was rock and roll. I think I just. I think my kidneys call that rock bottom. <laughs> uh, okay, I got you. A stone bottom. Did you have any kidney stones? Yeah, no, I did not. I know I started to say yeah, but that's because sometimes I start to talk before someone has finished a question. The red lights on, dude. Don't freak out. We're recording. Don't. I'm staring. It's looking at me right in the eyes. <laughs> Don't freak out. Oh my gosh. So let's see. So then a few years have passed, and you're saying if that was rock bottom, I guess you had. <laughs> I guess you've been, it's all, it's all been uphill from there. What's... I've even uh, <laughs> confirmed that it was not actually rock bottom, but I like that it's going to stick. So you're right. You know, it's been uphill since then. Uh, Here's a question, interjection, uphill. When people say it's all downhill from here, you know, and use the uphill downhill analogy, is that good or bad? I always thought. I think I, it's all downhill is typically a good thing. Like you're riding a bike. Yeah, they're channeling the feelings of the exhilaration of riding a bike downhill, perhaps a Razor scooter. <laughs> um, what about inline skates? I actually think that going downhill on skates is a little horrifying. <laughs> but that's because I never learned how to hit the brakes on those ones. Oh, though it's not the kind where you just put your little toe forward. Uh, oh, you're talking about <laughs> skates for Ice, not no. with wheels on the bottom? Inline skates. And then I remembered the four, the ones with the four, the two-by-two two pattern on each shoe that they used in the 70s. For It was always like the cool hip kids that are going to go, and they would do the dance thing, and, and they're, they're, they would do the toe forward thing, and I would always just be like, I don't get it. But they're getting something. I'm not getting something. I've not seen any part of the situation that you're describing. Right. So I'm really uh, supporting you as a listener. Right They're cool now kids. And a co-host or They're cool whatever kids. I am. I hear, I, the rollerblades that I remember, it was heel down for the brakes. Right. And I remember having no semblance of control when doing that because as soon as the one heel comes down, you start to whip in a pirouette uh, a very very tight turn. oh that's right and you kind of do the splits like you kind of just one leg goes yeah, forward one leg is continuing to go straight while that other leg is coming to a nice easy well, stop and it's i got bad news for you you're not gonna like this but it was in front of you it was under your nose all the whole time the you, microphone you're not you're not supposed to just put one heel down you're supposed to put them both down uh <laughs> that's right i know it's blowing your mind right now dude but your whole childhood was a lie well, it was my brother who taught me how to skate, and that was because we were playing roller hockey. So maybe oh, it was dude. to his advantage. Dude, I remember back in the day. To purposely not teach me the right way. Hey, I remember that shit, too, when I would play video games. And since you were the kid who didn't own the video games, the kid, the other kid like, yeah. knew, all, knew, all, knew the controls, yeah. knew the secrets. And they would dupe you. You would get punked, yeah. yeah. It was like, how do you get that little boost as soon as it goes boop? And then they never to be seen again. And I'm like, hey, how come my guy just spins eight times whenever the go and they're button like, comes? You're not pressing the gas hard enough. You <laughs> you're have right. to hold it longer. Right. You're not timing it right. You have to wait four seconds after the go button. Yeah. Okay. So you and I both got duped as kids. I'm glad to know I'm not the only one. Um, speaking of childhood, um, <laughs> let's talk about the time after you were an intern. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I was curious. So now we, well, Dylan and I, a friend of mine, who also works with us, you remember Dylan? I'm familiar. We uh, we were pretty excited when we found out that you might be coming back to the company after your time as an intern and then after uh, graduating, and you did come back to the company, but um, not unspecified company of unspecified yeah origins, right. yeah beginnings, um, and you did come back, but not to St. Louis, at least not immediately. Want to tell us a little bit about that period? Yeah, I so I knew I wanted to work on you know space hardware, 
you know, I'd seen Apollo 11 starring Tom Hanks, <laughs> Bill Paxton, and found it really inspiring and fascinating. And I thought the movie. It was the movie. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't live through the space race. <laughs> I I. I had to experience that vicariously well, after I the was, fact. What I meant was, was it, was it, it wasn't anything to do with, say, maybe your education the, the, or, or oh, an no. experience as a no, kid, a book that nothing. you read, your father, your dad or family member that like brought you to watch the shuttle. I don't even shuttle. know if I saw a space shuttle launch live or anything of that nature. All I could tell you, I think, from my memories as a kid from space shuttle was... The two, uh, I don't know if crashes is the right word. Oh, my gosh. Two yeah, yeah, yeah. Accidents. Like failures, yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember being, and I don't know if it's that NASA's PR just took a real brain drain after the space race, but or Cold War or whatever, but it feels like <laughs> I, I've run into people who didn't even know that NASA still operates. <laughs> really? Yeah. You mean today? That is 100, yes. I wonder, dude. I wonder if they went, I wonder if they kind of got quiet or if they really, yeah, I wonder what happened back then. Yeah. So nonetheless, that is to say that nothing about NASA in the current day was making me feel jazzed about working for NASA. I think it was more, you know, you see movies like, oh, Space Cowboys. That was another one that made me want to work on Space Cowboys. Space Hardware. That's much more recent, right? Uh, Or is that an old one? I don't know how recent. We're going to find out here, guys. It's got Clint Eastwood in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. That's Clint Eastwood's in his prime right now, I think, right? I kind of just, I mean, he's never looked better, (laughs) you know? Pants have never Get been off higher. Of my lawn. Space cow. Oh, and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Oh, it's old people. Well, it's a really funny movie because it's these old guys that then have oh, to become astronauts. Dude, of course, there's, John Voight. Of course, it's him. There's a lot of great hijinks about, you know, oh, they're too old. They, Did you they forget to eat it. your prunes, old yeah. man? And they're trying to run on the track and they can't. Oh, there's hijinks. Like oh, yeah. my goodness. Okay, this is great. And for the record, that that is only slightly more recent than... Apollo, it was, by the way, Apollo 13 was the movie. I... Oh, yeah, you're right. Huh? <laughs> I didn't know if you were A joking. true inspiration. <laughs> Life-changing. It was watershed you moment You know, it was actually you. that horror movie, Apollo 19, that um, came right. up with the phony mission to That's the moon right. where they're attacked by some spectral oh, now we gotta look it. Sort. Now we got to look it up. I know that our listeners right now are like, duh, Apollo 19. They know it all. They know what year it was. They know everything. Oh, it's 18. There it is. 18. Dude, we're getting... <laughs> How many Apollos can we get? Okay. Too bad that one didn't get funded. 2011 film starring Wa- Warren Christie. And Lloyd Owen. Legends. Oh, right, dude. And the guy who was the eunuch on Game of Thrones? Maybe? Oh, yeah. Question could, mark? Could be. Okay. Ryan Robbins, dude. Almost. Almost. He was like, oh, what's going to be the best name that makes... <laughs> what's going to be the best name for me that make, gets me that Green Lantern? And it was Ryan Robbins. Yeah, that's it. Almost, buddy. You almost had the name. Uh, wow. Okay, good. So Apollo 18, a horror movie featuring... Let's just do a quick synopsis here um plot in december 1974 yada 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 anderson speculates that the purpose of icbm warning devices to monitor aliens oh boy anderson awakens and tracks walker Uh oh we got is this a mutiny anderson launches i like that let's see more than half of these start with anderson these paragraphs the film concludes oh i don't want to spoil it for you guys but we'll just read it here silently (sighs) having been killed Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. And Zimtern is the first person to ask me. He's like, do we have the ability to edit these tracks? Yes, we do. We'll be editing that out. I'm going to put a big... <laughs> beep. 
over the top of it. Thank God. (laughs) All the listeners who are like, I know Apollo 18, but I haven't seen it yet. Yes, I, it's been. It's on my watch list. Countless folks. I can who hear it right now. I can hear that on the whiteboard. I can hear Nina saying that. I can hear Fawn saying that, especially. I bet you that um, Kyle is saying that, and I bet you that um, Lupita is saying that. The last two were fake. The first two were real. I was say, you really connected to your fan base. First two. The first yeah, two. Hey, the first two are real. You know who you are. Like you know who you are out there, guys. Oh, and also my listener from Canada. Did I tell you that I have a listener from Canada? I swear to God, dude, I'll show you my uh, my. My what you call it? I don't think that your listeners like that you're collecting. I don't. And tracking. I don't. I don't want this shit, dude. They give it to me. They force it to me. Look at this shit. Your your listenership ninety two percent United States. Thanks, guys. Holy. And you have one from Mexico. Four oh, percent Mexico and four percent Canada. I uh, I don't know how to say. I did speak a little French to my Canadian listener last time. Bonjour et je vous remercie bien. But I uh I don't I don't want to attempt. To speak Spanish. Not even a little like hola. Como I can say estás? hola, like um, and uh, gracias for listening. But yeah. I don't. I don't want to. It doesn't feel a little demeaning to to attempt to speak a language you don't know anything about. Maybe not. I think that's more an American tendency could, of self consciousness. Okay. At least from my understanding, I think people appreciate the effort. Well, as long as you're not being a you know if you're rude not about snide it, or if you're yeah. not, it's more about intent. I think than if there's an about... earnest, genuine effort. Yeah. Okay. Well, gracias for listening. If you are in Mexico, I assume that you're a Spanish speaker, and thanks a lot. Um, I assume you're probably also an English speaker if you're listening to this garbage, or maybe you just like the <laughs> just like the silky sound of my <laughs> the silky sound of my voice. And he's like, uh, actually, he's like, that was an accident. I didn't even mean to download this. What are you talking about? Dude, 23 downloads from the United States, one from Mexico. Yeah. yeah, anyway, but what I really mean to say is whoever's using a VPN in Mexico for, through Mexico, thanks for listening. <laughs> Appreciate that. And Canada. Possibly the more likely answer, actually. <laughs> I was, dude, I was so psyched when I saw the first one from Canada, and I was like, oh, my gosh, we must have friends of a friend or something. And then it took me about three days to realize that. So, anyway, thanks to everybody listening, whether you're from Canada, United States, or more likely, wait, Canada, Mexico, or more likely the United States. Thanks to all you guys. Um, let's see. Where were we? We were talking yeah, so about your inspiration for working in, with space that's stuff. That's correct. And I ultimately was offered a NASA contracting job, which brought me to Huntsville, Alabama, uh, Rocket City, USA. Woo! Never heard that yeah. name. Is that that's really what they call it? Yeah, it's one of the. It, I think it, during the Cold War, it was one of the top ten targets of the Soviet Union. Wow! <laughs> okay. Because it was. Kind of the headquarters for both, you know, rocket and missile development and space development. Um, that's where Marshall Space Flight Center is. That's where a gigantic U.S. Army base is. Uh, there's been a lot of work done there. I think that's where Werner von Braun was based Whoa. out of when he was doing his research. Yeah, the Cold War. maybe so. Well, that's cool. Did you learn all that from... Uh... Did you know all that in advance? When when you got jazzed from I had Apollo, no idea when you got a, about any of that. <laughs> Apollo I moved thirteen to got you psyched, and then you just started. Then you just started doing the thing where you lay on your bed, your your loosely made bed, with a stack of large picture books on your stomach, with your ankles like your knees kicked up, or your legs kicked up in the air. Yeah, just just feathering through these books, and My then hair when was you're tied into pigtails. Yep, and then your your parents like Nathan. Time for bed, and you're like, okay, mom, just one more page. Lights are off. One more. Then he's underneath the quilt with the yeah. <laughs> with the you, tuck uh, the you bring the covers up. You try not to fart. You <laughs> turn on a little light, a candle if you're feeling particularly. Uh, That's savage. Dangerous. That's savage, dude. Underneath the covers with the candle. Yeah. 
That's where all that, yeah, and then you get the wax into the sheets, and your mom's like, what's this wax doing in the sheets, Nathan? And you're, why are they so stiff? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you thought you got found out, and she's, she says, no, it's just the candle wax. She says, yeah. mom, give it a smell. Does it smell like pumpkin spice? And she's like, that's what all your socks smell like, Nathan. <laughs> Cleaning up all the pumpkin spice with your socks because... Uh, I can't figure out something funny for this. This is actually so. a triggering story for me because my mom <laughs> okay. did okay. Uh, track me down one time uh, during uh, one of those <laughs> personal moments. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I didn't mean to trigger you. Is there, what's the What's the detriggering protocol? Like, do you have a? Is there something we can do to kind of settle it back down? Is it like a serenity now? Right. I think we say serenity now. Yeah. And okay. then that really lets it all out. Yeah. You know. Uh, that's the sound like you were letting it out back when it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! I was. Yeah. It was on my mom's work laptop too. That was <laughs> so unfortunate for her. Uh, oh jeez, I don't. Okay, I don't want to know. I can't imagine. You hear stories about that, but okay. All the right. horror that I would feel if I had a child, and yeah. I, and of all things, the thing I'm most worried about. I don't care that they're masturbating by all means. <laughs> okay. But if they were looking at porn on my work laptop. Oh my I'm god, like, dude! You're gonna, so you're threatening the livelihood. Yeah. Of this how do you plan? Family. How do you plan to buy this motherfucking hamburger helpers for the next yeah. three years while I'm looking for a job? I wonder how often people have used that as an excuse for why my kid got on it. My kid got on it. Oof. It I wonder, dude. My dog did it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say beating your dog is another thing that we probably wouldn't want to talk about. The, I, I think you're really chain twisting my words there. Okay, let's go back. Well, it's on. It's recorded. We can go back. All right. I don't want. We don't have time to go back. Yeah. What would be the excuse? I don't know. I got to assume that's immediate. You're immediately gone, right? If they if you get found out doing something, I don't even want to think about it. That's that's weird because people actually do that, and it's always confused the heck out of me. So anyway, dude. Well, so, it's probably just their kids doing it. 100 percent of the time, yeah. And or the dog. No. In my experience, it's the kids who are doing. <laughs> one out of one times that you were directly involved in a situation like this. All right. Hey, now we know. Now we know, guys. <laughs> well, you did say you wanted to talk about childhood. Yeah, uh, I did. Childhood. So... The childhood between the ages of 21 and 26 is what I was talking about. <laughs> or was this during that time? That was actually not. That was slightly. This is slightly outside that window. Okay. Um, Living at home, living at home, getting all jazzed about Apollo Six, with with featuring Tom Hanks or Tom, yeah, Tom Hanks, Ron J- Ron Jenks, and what was Bill Paxton really in? Uh, Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon was in it oh, too. Oh, that's right, he was. Yes, it's a star-studded film. Oh my goodness, Tom Hanks. All right, okay, so you're in Hansville because you because yeah, you're an interest in space space related activities brought you to uh, the the industry and the, the hub there is in Hansville and you were there for a couple years I was there for four years I believe um, before start well I started to look for jobs around the third year just because I was ready to try something different sure. and Huntsville is a quieter town and how many people in Huntsville uh, it's actually more than you would think. I think it's the second most populous city in Alabama. Yeah, I thought I heard it was kind of a little bit, a little bit bustling, a little bit up and coming, kind of. I think Huntsville is a great place if you are kind of a more, if you're more settled down in your life. If you're married mm. and have a kid or are expecting or, and also just aren't really trying to. I guess lead that colorful of an adult life, which you 
are. I mean, as, yeah, right. and I feel bad saying that because I know a lot of really cool people <laughs> yeah. in Huntsville who do lead colorful lives. I hear what you're saying, though. That's, I mean, you're allowed to have an opinion, man. I think it's more along the lines of you know, there's not a whole lot in the way of music, comedy, food, you know, brewing. No, like I know. Hang on, just one know. second. I got to take a little bit of an issue with that. I know there's some good food down there. I used to ha- have a friend that lived down there. And told me about uh, what was the restaurant out in front of your apartment. Oh, El Coyote? Must have been El Coyote. Or was it West End Grill? <laughs> um, I don't remember, but I remember looking it up. I was like, I'm going to come visit. We're going to go to West End Grill. And you were like, yeah, that place is great. And then had some off-the-cuff story about, like, my friend got arrested there and I kept eating my fajitas or something. And I and I and the story had wow. to end. Then you were like, I have to I have to go now. And I never heard the rest of that story. Did anything crazy ever happen at a restaurant nearby where you were at down there? That is not something that jumps into my mind. Okay. I don't remember anybody getting arrested at any. Maybe I was lying. Uh, this could have been a fabricated story. Oh my god, dude! Like just like Apollo eighteen. Yeah. Well, I was excited that you were maybe going to come visit, and so I was like, "Let me spice this up." And well, somebody see maybe somebody else had just gotten done just killing my spirits by telling me it's not really a vibrant, fun town, and nobody of any interest should ever go there yeah. and I didn't want to go anymore so it's a good thing you, yeah you turned it around well the thing, point is you made it back to St. Louis before I ever got a chance to visit you and I have heard other th- good things about Huntsville no beef on uh, I don't think we're trying to disparage uh, no it just wasn't for me at that time right so would you say now I, I'm going to spoil things for the listeners here so you have since moved back to the St. Louis area and uh, and what do you think? Is it just kind of like, eh, was a chapter of life? Or are you like, no, this was the right move? You're like, are you happy to be back in St. Louis? Or is it some pros, some cons? I'm very happy to be back in St. Louis. Good. I think a lot of people in Huntsville who are my within my friend group, the things that they highlight as pros of Huntsville are things that I still see and have here. And then I uh-huh. simply just have more things that I can do in addition to those yeah, you know, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. We got. I have another friend who is considering moving back, uh, moving back to St. Louis after having left for a couple of years, and she's, uh, and she's kind of going through that, worrying that if I that she she'll feel almost like she's quitting on the town, like she didn't give it a fair enough shot. And it's like, nah, man. If you, hey, St. Louis is a cool place. If you remember liking being around this area, and then you left and you're not loving it like you hoped you would. Hey, man, we only get so many years on this dead rock. Well, also, I mean, St. Louis has got its fair share of cool things. Just yesterday, there was the hot air balloon race happening. Oh, that's right. And I've never seen anything like that before. Dude, and that is cool. They that do that every year, really don't cool they? That was really cool to Did you drunk. go there, or did you see it? Oh, uh, so I was doing something separate and kind of driving in the area right. when these large dirigibles caught my <laughs> eye. Dirigible. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hang on. I think that's the right word. I, <laughs> I think thought a dirigible a was a rigid airship. Are the, uh, I, think, well, I think that might be where the ridge comes from. Let's. <laughs> I. I. R. I. Shoot. <laughs> dirigible. I'm going to go with dirigible here. Uh, oh, rigid. It well, it's a, no, it, it says a, an airship, um, especially one Capable with a rigid of being structure. Steered, guided. Yeah. So like All a right. like a Zeppelin. It's a it's a Hindenburg situation. <laughs> oh, they hope um, they didn't have a Hindenburg situation yesterday. I haven't heard about it. Yeah. Okay. So this is not a dirigible. Pardon me. Is there but, another? Is there a fancy word for hot air balloon? I guess is what we're trying to come up with here. I mean, I think maybe airship because I I don't know if 
hot air balloons are actually steerable. That was something that I was wondering. I don't while they think were so. Flying. Yeah, I've always I don't think so either. I think that they go up, they go wherever the wind takes them. How else would they? I mean, yeah, and then they and then you just kind of wait around until you have somewhere that, really that looks it safe to bring it down. Quite remarkable that Jackie Chan was trying to get around the world in 80 days via a <laughs> passive <clears throat> steering system. Well, uh, let's see. Yeah, good point. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be more likely to just take you in some circuitous path that is? Maybe well, he was hoping to get caught up in the jet wash. The and jet that wash. Would... It was probably the jet wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Chan, I forgot about that. Oh my gosh, we're covering too much. We're covering too much ground here, Nathan. Nathan, you're gonna have to come back for a for an ep too. I'm yeah, feeling I'm sorry. like we haven't hit on what we you haven't gotten. We haven't even hit on what I wanted to hit on, which is your mom. Oh, anyway, don't say it like that. <laughs> hit on, hit on. That's harmless. Hit on is harmless. Okay, hit on. I know, but we talked well, about my mom if, in if, a very specific <laughs> way on this episode yeah, that's already. True. That's true. She's that's not the story that we were wanting to unpack. <laughs> She's only come up in one context, and it was a it was a tenuous one. All right, we're gonna let go of all mom talk here for the for the foreseeable future. Uh, what we are gonna talk about is something that that I found to be quite interesting when I first learned about a little bit of Nathan's uh, history. Now I learned more about his history today that may or may not be more interesting. To say. <laughs> Prior to today, one thing I knew and kind of didn't believe, because as you admitted on this podcast, and the listeners will affirm. You lied to me on a pretty regular basis, maliciously, with the intent of deceiving and 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 tearing me down about about West End Grill, about Los Coyotes, um, and I and maybe about this. I'm, I I'm did thinking not it, lie about this. Okay, you are correct that I have recently <laughs> become more aware that I have a tendency to uh, bend my words and manipulate and deceive, uh, and that is a habit that I'm trying to kick. I would like to think that as far as major life events go, oh. uh, I've been able to remain true to you. Okay. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And I don't think this was the former, which, yeah, I appreciate the sentiment. I think this is probably the latter, and you're saying this is, okay, it was not the case. And I'm going to take your word for it now. So what I'm talking about, of course, anybody else who knows about Nathan and knows what's most interesting about him will remember this discussion from 2015. Nathan was... Uh, it had a job at, well, let me tell you, let me ask you about it. What you had a, a job that you would pick up from summer to summer, just for the summer times yeah. back at home. And where'd you grow up? Let's get a little bit of background here. Yeah. So I grew up near San Francisco, California. <clears throat> uh, and for about seven years, I think running as a kid, I went to a summer camp called Cloverleaf Ranch and attended like as a child yeah, as yeah. One of the... I, I was a camper at a cloverleaf ranch it was a sleepaway camp in santa rosa santa rosa california and on my first two years i only was there for a week-long session but then i transitioned to uh, staying there for two weeks at a time and i went there i think i started going in like fourth grade or something like that and so two I weeks went, is kind of like mom and dad are going on vacation. They, we just want to dump the kids for a little while. But you get to make memories and all that shit, too. Yeah, okay. I don't really know what my parents would do <laughs> yeah, when right. I was gone. Uh, I would get a letter, typically. So at least some time was devoted by my parents to was writing it, a letter Was to it? Me. Oh, oh, I thought you meant you got a letter from a fucking owl or something that flo- flies in the window to tell you, like, no, da, 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 you're being you're... invited to Cloverleaf Ranch. <laughs> No, you get a phone call. But Dunder, if they want you to Dunder come Mifflin to. or whatever his name is doesn't want you to get the letter. 
So he moves over to a fucking yeah, Burnham, uh, island. Dursley. Uh, an island with the, one of those things where the, for the boats to a see. Uh, <laughs> so you have seen the movie. Uh, <laughs> this is Apollo I'm, I'm, Apollo 10 we're talking I'm about. I'm loosely familiar with, I think, the tale that you're uh, alluding to. I believe it's about this young boy who uh, so, is abducted hey, by a large man. Whoa, sounds like your story so far, but go on. Yeah, a young boy abducted by a large man Indeed. who shows him a very magical, mystical, whimsical place. Right, he puts him on mushrooms. And then this large man drops this boy back off with his cruel family, and then the large man says, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Just get on a non-existent train yeah. and come to this non-existent school. Apollo 18. Dude, this is the whole. This is the plot of Apollo 18. Yeah, I, for whatever reason, I think it was more like Apollo 9 and three quarters of some sort. <laughs> um, Did they have, they had Apollos in between the integer Apollos? Yeah, you just had to walk through a wall. That sounds like you're sounds like you're pulling my leg again. The VAB. Um, <laughs> VAB, what's that? That's the Vertical Assembly Building. That's a real place. <laughs> that's, that's right. So from Huntsville, so that's well, why the you VAB really. Well, the in Florida. Florida. God Sorry. Damn it. Oh man. So this is it is more like actually like Apollo Nine than Apollo Eighteen. It's between nine and ten. Oh my goodness. Okay, so it's all coming together. My goodness. Uh, yeah, and so then, how, and that's how you would get. Okay, so that's how you would get to the camp where the where they abducted you. I was trying to sum up your tale. Uh, <laughs> and then, and you would get a letter from your parents. I mean, this is this is a stand, yeah. so kind of a standard camp while experience. While at camp, I would get a letter from my parents. So they, while I was at camp, they must have at least spent a modest amount of time. Well, and, and money. Think of the postage. You're not wrong. And it was printed, so they had to spend money on printer ink. Oh, uh, and I guess... No way, dude. Dad, Dad printed that shit off at work, man. <laughs> you think that overhead. they would let him get away with that? <laughs> I've done it. If anybody out there is listening, I have printed things for personal uh, every week, almost. Well, not, not since working at home, but back in the day when I was in the office, I would have to print two sheets every Tuesday for a scorekeeping card for softball, and I would... Ah, as I was saying, I would print, I would print, I would print those off of a printer at work. So anybody, uh, anybody, I, that's two sheets times 16 weeks per year times nine years that I did that nine for 288 sheets, um, of, you know, so I guess what I'm saying is even the best of the best out there like myself still borrow paper from work at times. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just letting you know, it's not factored that into the count. I don't know if Jay-Z did that. He's a man (laughs) of integrity. That's a good point. Okay. So, all right. So there's a threshold of a certain people. But what about Tom Hanks? Would he do that? Definitely not. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're right. So I'm a piece of shit. Um, anyway, you got... So, okay. We're at camp. I keep cutting you off here. This is a great story. We're at camp. We're getting a letter from mom. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if mom chimed in because it was usually just signed by dad. Okay. Um, maybe it was signed... Actually, that's weird. I wonder why my mom didn't sign those letters. Oh, my gosh. I didn't mean to um, open up so much with mom. A lot of mom problems coming out here. Is she, gonna, um, is she listening right now? Yeah, live. <laughs> Standing behind us as we speak. Or did you... I didn't know if you did the thing with the shirt, with the phone in your shirt pocket where you leave it on and then... The, well, like in the movie Her. Did where that he happen? Wa- yeah, he walks... That's how he keeps his computer date with him, is that he keeps the, the phone in his pocket protector. Oh, and so then he and goes then, and eats at eats at West End Grill yeah, while Siri's in everything. his pocket. Yeah. She's like, this is, wow, it's such a beautiful world out there. I wish I could eat and get arrested by the... Yeah. And that's why she leaves. Well, wasn't she banging like 330,000 other people? That's not why she leaves. Oh. She she grows. Oh. You know? Did you... Yeah. What did you think of that movie? Like, recommend? 
I enjoyed it. I think I'd be curious to watch it again. I gotta watch it again. I'm thinking the same thing. Um, so right after this, we're putting on her. I do remember walking out <laughs> thinking that was pretty weird. Well, and then I thought weird, and I felt like a, I felt kind of unresolved. I think I remember it just being like, ah, oh, that's it. And I think so, which leads me to believe maybe I missed the point. Maybe I missed the greater, you know. I think now that I'm older as well, I maybe would have a different appreciation sure. for the movie. Yeah, when, how I long? Think I saw we're talking that, movies, man. I feel like I saw that during college. I saw that in 2011 for sure. Oh, I. <laughs> don't think it was out so you must have had some great access her her after Simply was 2010 hereditary which was a weird freaky movie let's hit that space bar 13 2013, 2013 so i did see a pre i did see a beta version maybe that's why it really wasn't finished that's why it felt unresolved <laughs> all right her 2013 you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna earmark that for a rewatch um if i can get to it in between rewatching men in black and goodwill hunting what are other rewatch movies uh, I think Arrival is one of love my it. top rewatch. Love movies it. That's right my. That's now. one of two movies movie. in the last four years that knew, that came out that I really liked. I saw that with John Kushner. That was really fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved it. We talked. We sat and talked about it for like forty minutes afterwards, like figuring out the, all the little, the little things you miss in the plot. Well, it's also really good on rewatch because it's edited really well together to communicate kind of how the main character is changing over the course of the film. Uh, yeah, as, as, her, as her understanding of things continue, I'm really treading lightly here because I actually really like this movie and don't want to spoil. Yeah, it. good. Yeah, definitely. Not. As as she kind of continues to learn and grow in her understanding, you know, she herself begins to change more and more, and it's edited really well to show those the manifestations of those changes as she's experiencing them. I remember thinking that too at the end as they let you sort of like blossom into realizing what's actually happening like the whole climax is like this long drawn out thing for if you're you know if you're if you're I guess the maybe average viewer where you didn't figure it out early on kind of what what's going on behind the scenes I mean I didn't figure it out No I didn't figure I it out I think until exactly the movie wanted you to begin yeah. to start putting the pieces together just before they tell you outright you know you start to go oh I think I can see it coming and man and I, I remember thinking I think they nailed me I think this movie was like just for somebody who's just quick enough to, to get it when it comes you know what I mean but not not additionally quick I think you got to tread carefully here because I think some people's criticism of the movie Arrival is often that they're just like oh people who like it are just like you weren't smart enough to get it and things like that oh so, so am I doing exactly that I think you just need to tread lightly that's all because I think that's how a lot of people write off not liking that movie oh oh that, oh they're like, oh, that movie's just for people who have their nose up their butts and think that if I don't like it, it's because I wasn't smart enough and oh, didn't get it or something. Dude, I don't like think that. that. Yeah, okay. Um, whatever, dude. Tread lightly then. Yeah. Let's tread back over to camp. Yeah. So, uh, Cloverleaf, lovely place. Uh, it's this wonderful sort of almost like a cult in a way in that, you know. <laughs> oh, it's it this, sounds wonderful. Yeah. It's, this, it's just this place where you go and you're completely removed from – you know, everything, you know, all the normal see of your everyday life as a kid you're removed from. Your and, phone girlfriend. Uh, you don't actually get to use your phone while you're there. They ask you to turn your phone in. Um, you don't have to, but they ask you to. And you always uh, turned yours in when you were yeah, seven. Yeah, I, I would turn it in because, well, I didn't have a phone at, <laughs> at that time. But once I was going there as a teenager and a camper, I would turn my phone in. Um, originally, it was... Oh, haha! Ha, I'll I'll be a big kid and turn my phone in. But then I 
you know, was fine with turning my phone in. I liked turning it in. Yeah, definitely. Because like, if everybody else does it too, then yeah, it's like, yeah. if you're the only one with no phone, then you're just going to be bored. But if everybody turns them in and it's like, hey, we actually get to make friends. Yeah. And I would say they just do so many things at every moment of the day to kind of help kids push beyond their comfort zone and both feel supported and accepted in a space where it's very vulnerable. You know, we're constantly like making kids, you know, sing songs and do crazy skits and all these kinds of things that kids would normally be, and even adults, like adults don't like to sing in public for the most part right. in front of you people. You gotta be in a very, yeah, you have to be in a safe place or whatever. Yeah. You gotta be somewhere where it's accepted. It's like probably a lot of people that want to sing, but they don't want to be looked at and judged yeah. or whatever. And everybody's like, oh man, like, that's a silly song. I don't want to, you know, sing that either. You know, or I don't well, want people or, to think I'm bad. So. Or people are going to think I'm being an attention hog or people are going to think all sorts of different things instead of just like that person's just trying to have a fun time. Yeah. And so it creates this really, really beautiful, cohesive setting where everyone forms these really great lasting friendships and special moments between each other where, you know, you have been out of your comfort zone with these people completely focused on where you are as well because you're not you know you don't have a phone you're not thinking about what's going on at home or anything and then you add in you do lots of fun activities together as well you know standard stuff or anything really crazy off the wall i mean i think most pe people have seen the movies you got canoes canoe type of shit you got fishing you probably got some it's, ours was pretty normal uh, i think the main thing that was maybe makes cloverleaf stand out against other summer camps is that the, there's a lot of horseback riding Oh, available. yeah, that's right. Uh, but me, myself, I was never much into the horseback riding. So did you I, do some, but just not? Just, I did some. Just didn't love it. I would do, as a kid, you're required to do a safety check. So they put you on a horse once during the week so that you they know you have some exposure to a horse. Oh, just get every kid through it so that we, we can yeah. check the box that says that these kids, these, no, yeah. no, these kids are going to die the second we yeah. stick them on the back of a... Yep. And then there was one year where uh, every week there's a horse show at the end of the week where the different age groups of kids can hop on a horse and kind of show how well they've got her, you know, how much they've learned. And as this a is, no, this rider. is still for, this is not like for the parents. This is still like just among the. No, there, I would say, so some parents who live locally, they will drop by and be, you know, standing on the roadside. Okay, that's But fine. we don't typically. And I'm saying we because I also ended up working there. But we don't typically have the parents mix in with the kids at that stage. I mean, obviously, we're not keeping them from each other. Yeah, right, right, right. It's a helpful way to stave off homesickness. Um, yeah, I mean, I th that was one of the big things for younger kids at camp, too, right? It's just the weirdness of being away from your family, right? And like, yeah. And so it's another one of those growing yeah, it's like a, we're not depriving you, but we want to help you to expand or whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess I missed you. It's a good point that I missed on hitting on. That's probably one of the biggest things of your comfort zone that's gone. You're not sleeping at home. You don't have your parents there. Yeah, you're, you're, it was weird. I remember camping as a young kid. It was with my parents, but being in a weird, being in a tent, it's just kind of like, what the what the fuck's going on? Like, it, it, yeah, it's a it's just a part of growing up, I guess, right? Yeah. So at the horse show, I did do it once, uh, and I got. 
what was uh, called the special award in the horse show. Okay. Um, and as a kid, I was always very, very proud that I had won the special award. That's what they want you to feel, Because I was right? like, pride. I was like, I don't think I'm that good at riding, but holy cow, I must be talented. Not I won only this. did I get an award. It didn't even have a number on it. It was the special <laughs> award. And I had a ribbon. We hung it up. Yes. And Dude, I was proud of participation like things, but as a kid, because it's like, I mean, it, well, yeah. I didn't even think, I thought it was, oh, yeah. I thought I was placing. I thought that this was a ranking system that this, I thought, I don't know that I thought it was above first place. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. But I knew in my head and I knew in my heart of hearts that it meant I ranked somewhere in this hierarchy uh, and yeah. that it was a good spot. Now, dude, I that's, that's, learn as a They counselor. fucking work, dude. Participation shit works for dumb kids. It makes us feel decent about well, ourselves, man. As a counselor, I later learned that the special award is given to last place uh, oh. in the horse show. Oh, it's not just, a, it's, it's not, not just no place. It's, it's last place. Play. It's not anything. It's some kind of like, I don't know if the counselors are doing it like kind of as a wry thing. As to a tongue in cheek or whatever. Of just, because, I mean, it is hard being a counselor. They goofed on you, man. Yeah, you do. I mean, you end up goofing on the kids. Sure, a little it's bit. It's a way to just maintain well, a but little that's bit not, of tethered reality. I mean, to that's reality. not malicious, right? I mean, that's just when you're older, you get to poke fun at kids to some extent, right? Yeah. If you're not doing so in I mean, I had way. no idea, so <laughs> right, obviously, right. and it made me feel good, so it well, it's the same way that you go to visit your uncle, aunt and uncle and grandparents and stuff, and, they, you know, everybody's kind of poking fun while, you know, right? It's not mean. I mean, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think it's mean. So yeah, right, I'm right. I'm agreeing with you. Okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so altogether, I went there for seven years as a kid. I really loved the high ropes course. That was my favorite activity. Nice. Is uh, that just because you were good at it? You're always kind of like an athletic guy, or just it's fun and exciting? Uh, I was scared of heights, so it was a really thrilling cool. thing to do. I'm also very competitive, and my older brother did the high ropes course quite a bit. So kind of seeing him do that, made me say, well, you know, Eric is doing all these different challenges on the high ropes course. I'm going to try to do those challenges, you know, because you once you did it once, you could do start to do things like I want to try to do it blindfolded or I want to try to do it one handed or I want to try to do yeah. it blindfolded and one handed. Dude, stuff and like that, that type of stuff for a kid, what, a 10 year old kid, that's like the most exciting shit is like upping the ante or whatever. Yeah. Taking on. Yeah. Um, I think. I don't remember. I know I did blindfolded, one-footed, and blindfolded, one-handed. I can't remember if I did a one-footed, one-handed run of it. Um, <laughs> Those are like speed running categories. Well, there also whatever. was speed running. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Doing it for time. Any percent. There was this one kid, Chris Samuels. Uh, that kid was so fast. You're talking about the Chris Samuels. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and so the the ropes course had like three segments to it. There was a cargo net. A rope bridge and then vines and chris samuels really what set him apart was that kid like could he was born in a cargo net it seemed like he you know a moses kind of situation or something because that kid <laughs> could fly moses. up the net well yeah moses was he was in a little basket oh, floating uh -huh. down the yeah, river yeah, yeah, yeah. there's probably some netting in there uh, <laughs> and and that's right and then later on i think it was like the book of matthew or something that yeah that they talked about how well, good I'm moses i haven't read that how good <laughs> the Pentateuch. it was in there it, it's in there too it, it talked about how good moses was on the ropes course 
right? You know, now that you mention it, I do remember reading that one excerpt from the Book of Matthew. And the yay, one time I Moses! Flipped to it, I flipped through it out of curiosity. Moses cast cast forward his yeah. staff and and climbeth the, the cargo. Net. He planted the staff in the ground and then or did he or did he use that staff to fucking to pole vault himself over the net? Cheating ass bastard. Uh, yeah, so we've stayed really focused, but Chris. <laughs> Chris could fly up the cargo net in some like. How how old was he? Was he your age, or was he a little bit older? Uh, I think Chris was uh, two, three years older than me. Might have seemed more impressive too, just because you're looking up to the older kids, or just because he was taller than you. I mean, I never beat his time. You know. Oh, dude, you came back. What, dude? Should we make a a pilgrimage? Should we go back to Cloverleaf and see if at this age now you're in your prime now? <laughs> if I could do it, that <laughs> if you can fast. beat Chris Samuels' time, no, I could that's never beat Samuels, still etched. Chris it's Samuels still time. etched in that tree trunk up there. Chris so, Samuels, one minute fifty three. There is, uh, unfortunately, the I don't believe the ropes course is there oh anymore. We got to build a replica because during the uh, I think it was the Tubbs fire. Um, that went through the ranch area. Damn. And so some of the camp was impacted by uh, those wildfires. Dude, that's crazy. So this yeah. is, this is you said, uh, what, what's the name of the city? This or was Santa area. Rosa, California. Where is that? I mean, so that's, I mean, is that near San Francisco? About I halfway would up? say it is about an hour and a half north of San Francisco. Okay. Most people are familiar with like Sonoma County because it's a wine a very popular wine area. Gotcha. And I think Santa Rosa is either part of Sonoma County or like just north of it. Oops, I might have zoomed out too far. My my, my Google Maps. Yeah. Hey, we're still way. But so it, it it's okay. Cool. So pretty far north. It's just to directly yeah, west of uh, Sacramento. Yeah. It always felt like a really long drive to get to camp, to and from camp. Uh, that was a little bit of a bummer. A lot of my friends at camp were from Santa Rosa and Petaluma and Novato, so I didn't get to see them oh, on a normal yeah, basis. Oh, yeah, that's rough. So that but... was another special part of camp was it was the one time that I would get to see my camp friends. No kidding. That also lends itself to kind of the cult vibe that it kind of had. It was this very special, unique place where, you know, the only thing they didn't do was recruit. Uh, as far as oh, the yeah. only non-cult like yeah, thing the is they don't—they're not out there. Yeah. And what about murders? Any any like a ritualistic murders? I don't know if that's a cult-like. Sure, thing the only cult I know about is is, Mar- is Marilyn Manson's cult or whatever the guy's name was, Charlie Manson. Mm. And but yeah. so, uh, okay, so then let's see. You so it sounds like overall you had a great experience, which is cool. And that's why it's fun to hear stories like that that are actually impactful, not just stories about your friends getting getting arrested mid mid chalupa, but. <laughs> Let's move on yeah, to. Let's it. move forward a little bit further. You were working there. You were working there. How many years? You, you said you attended for seven years, and then you worked there. I worked there for one full summer, and then I worked there for a little over a week on the following summer. So that counted as you know two additional sort of years there. Ah, uh, okay. But the w- summer I worked there for the whole time was just out of high school. So I had graduated from senior year of high school, and it was before college. So I went there, and then the following was after freshman year of college where I'd finished the research experience I was doing and then came back and worked at camp for a week and a half before going back to school. School was where? University of Illinois. University of Illinois. Is at that Urbana, Champagne Champagne, or Champagne, Urbana? Yeah. What's the, what's the mascot up there? Uh... 
it's now it's something it's now some kind of bird i think actually whoa dude i don't i think that they recently picked one while i was there it was a nondescript alini was just what they we didn't have one because the the chief was the mascot that had been oh, there before. Oh, right. So they were going through, like, like this Chief is racially was, insensitive or this is, like, not is inappropriate, yeah, basically? Yes. Yeah. Chief was very much so. And it's actually something that I think I've read that the school is still kind of dealing with because Chief imagery is still pretty ubiquitous across campus. There's one bar that yeah. has the costume on a mannequin, like, in a glass case inside the bar. Like, people still really Dude, I wonder revere... If that mascot you think that's because you think that's people who are like we're not getting rid of our heritage you you, cold dead hands or do you think it's just because it takes a long time to change a culture i think it's probably some i don't know if ignorance is the right word but what's what's the word for just like non-feeling apathy Um, yeah i would say i think it's just some general ambivalence and apathy that people feel uh towards the mascot situation sure yeah and are not really not in an urgent not in a hurry to to make change yeah and they're not really putting in any effort to okay i know people don't like this let me actually spend some time trying to understand why they don't like this and i'm just gonna yeah i'm not hurting anybody i'll i'll leave it up whatever yeah no i hear you i hear you yeah i mean people's like the default reaction to something right is to do nothing unless you have the impetus to do something and if a person just doesn't decide to prioritize that then i guess you're you're gonna lean back on that default and just do nothing i guess yeah that's why things take so long to change i would agree let's see so uh so uh camp i we keep getting off course. i keep getting us off course apologize for that um so we're at camp i, I was hoping there'd be some insane stories of what insane what what cr- kids did that's just something crazy that happened while you were working there and some kid ah uh, i don't know did something wild but I'm getting the impression that this is more like a this is kind of a more of a heartwarming walk walk through down memory lane here than a story of just of insanity. Or am I missing something? I mean, there was some levels of insanity. <laughs> uh, you know, I I always had this when I was working there as a counselor. I remember every week I would come out of the week thinking, okay, now I've seen it all. You know, <laughs> okay. I, there's there's nothing that a kid is gonna do that is weird or you know that i don't have some exposure to already and experience with and every single week i was dead wrong Um, (laughs) and there was just some it could be something small it could be something big um i remember there was one uh as a counselor uh i got a pretty bad review on my midsummer review where you know i wasn't getting my groups of kids to places on time uh kids were not having enough sunscreen um, Dude, you were the group. counselor that the kids loved, man. And sometimes, I mean, so <laughs> I, so and the other one was that uh, that they knew I struggled with more like-aged kids. So I, I struggled to work with some of the older sleepaway kids because I would slip more into a guess being more myself in a way, you know. Sure, you're being you're a peer more than a yeah. leader, kind of. Yeah, as opposed to we are separate, so it's easy for me to be hyped up and pepped up and oh, be really fun yeah, okay. and excited. Hey, man, I could totally see that a little bit of the the a little bit of the real world, like no, yeah, what's the word? There's a word for it. Anyway, yeah, all right, a little yeah. bit more of just kind of like the casual casual mode. Yeah. So in knowing that, 
I specifically requested put me with the younger kids because okay. I'm a lot better working with them. And it was really fun to work with them. But I also had no exposure to working with kids that age. You know, So I was working with like seven-year-olds a lot of times, seven to nine-year-olds. And one, th- and one thing was you know, the sunscreen issue. I had never thought that as a counselor, you're supposed to be like manhandling. Not, yeah, you are supposed to apply the sunscreen. It is not enough for you to just tell the kids. That's that is real weird. Reapply sunscreen now. Yeah, because they're gonna do. And, it. They're either gonna half-ass it or they just don't know yeah, how to do it. I think that it's more that they didn't know. Yeah. And so I would get kids who, you know, parents would be like, "Oh my gosh, like my kid has sunburn all over her eyelids. You need to get in there." And I'm like, "What? Oh, <laughs> with what kind of tool? Yeah. With what kind of a ten foot pole? Yeah, dude. That's. I guess that's a that's a tricky one. The fact that you're now in charge of kids and keeping them safe means at some time, like having to having to handle children. Yeah. and that aren't your children. But and I guess it's, it's a like... large cluster of them as well. Which <laughs> it's, it's not swarm. just a like, okay, I can pay attention to you right now, Ashley, and then you know I've got nine others running around, you know, so." That was always a tricky thing. But what I was going to say is there was one time where I was stressed out because I needed to get my kids moving because I knew that I was always slow with them. And so I was telling them, okay, what we're going to do, everybody put on your bathing suits because right after lunch, we're going to be going to the pool. So wear your swimsuits to the cafeteria. That's a good move right there. Put your clothes on over the bathing suit if you need to, and it'll be great. Uh, And this one girl... Uh, I don't know if it's wrong to say her. Yeah, her name was Jillian. I'm gonna say it. Uh, Jillian. I, I don't think Jillian out, minds. If you're shout out, out there listening, shout out Jillian. Shouts out. Are you in Mexico? Um, she might be. She, she might be. Could be. Uh, Jillian comes out. Um, she's wearing her bathing suit. It's like a one-piece bathing suit. Oh boy. And she's wearing it on top of all her clothes. Oh, okay. This is. <laughs> this could have gone. Okay. And all right. I am like. Both caught between, I want to laugh because it's the, like. Because she kind of did what you told her to do. Yes, but it feels like <laughs> so nonsense. To, I said, put on your bathing suit and put on your clothes. I didn't specify the order. You're absolutely right. But it was also just like, what are you thinking that like, this is what I was looking for. And I'm also like, I got to get my kids to the cafeteria. We're already running She's, late. Oh my God. So did and, you. And so I'm like. Jillian, I need you to go back in there and change, come out the reverse of what you've just done. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> and obviously I'm struggling. I don't know how to like say it right. And she's like, I, she literally, God bless this honest little girl. She's like, I don't know what it is that you want from me. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's too cute. And I'm just like, <laughs> I cannot go in there. Cause that's, yeah, yeah right, like, for sure. And so I'm like, you know, are looking, you able to grab a? Is there? Could you grab like a girl counselor so or something? Normally or? you can, but I'm running late. Yeah, 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 Everybody yeah. else is moving oh my God. on so you're, you're. to the cafeteria, and so I had to grab the day camp manager, who was a woman, and was like, "Hey, can you help me with Jillian? She doesn't understand that I want the bathing suit under the clothes <laughs> first. Yeah, and Jillian's still standing there, just like as a bystander, yeah. with a very quizzical look on her face." <laughs> And still hasn't clicked for her. She's like, listen, madam, I want to do what he's telling me to do, (laughs) but I'm seven and I simply don't understand. (laughs) And so that was a very just like, oh, my God. Like, sometimes I don't know what you were hearing or like I hear what you were hearing, but I also am like, 
I am astonished. There was another great time where uh, we had this lake at camp. Um, and it being a lake, algae would form. You know, there's algae growing on the surface of yeah, the lake. Yeah, sure. Kids would be pretty grossed out by the algae. Yeah, and even so, I am gross. It's kind of slimy. It's kind of gross. It is gross, and it smells. And so to get kids to swim in the lake, we would often have to work on clearing up the algae. Kind of rake it, basically. Yeah. You're, well, we didn't have rakes. That was too fancy. We had big two-by-fours that you'd kind of just oh. swathe through the surface of the water. Scouring the And top. then you'd, someone would then have to walk up oh. in front of the board and, bear and gather the their arms around all this pile of algae <laughs> and walk it out of the lake and toss it out. And toss it into Jillian's yeah. cabin. And so... Counselors, we had to do that at the start of the summer, and it's an awful job. But then you have to keep doing it over right. the course of the summer. Ugh. But there was one counselor. Uh, his counselor name was Job. He had this brilliant idea. Uh, we, As counselors, you would not use your real name. You would get counselor names. Um, really? Both part of the cult vibe of, like, you have a separate identity while you're here. Whoa. But also just, I mean, it's fun. And oh, yeah. It also shit. is uh, just like. Fun. Well, it also keeps a. a, a it's another boundary between your yeah. personal okay. self and the campers. Sure, kind of like strippers. Exactly like strippers. <laughs> okay, I That's, get it. Well, now yes. I get it. <laughs> uh, it. I mean, the naming ceremony was really fun too, and that's its own story. Where returning counselors would, uh, you know, get really rambunctious oh, and uh, basically on their own at a at a party would come up with stories that about you. That led them to deciding what your name. Oh, so they're bestowed be. upon you by yeah. the by the group. Yeah, you now that's not, fun. You do not pick your counselor. That's name. awesome. Okay, so Job. Uh, yeah, so Job, uh, his he had this brilliant idea of let's tell the kids that Charm, the camp owner, like collects this algae. That it's something for her skincare <laughs> routine, and <laughs> let's make it a contest to see. Who amongst the kids can gather up the most algae uh, for Charm's skin? Yeah, for Charm's skincare routine. And I had these two campers named uh, Ashley and Bella, and they were these two twin girls, and they were some of my favorite campers that I ever had because they were, you know, some kids are harder to deal with than others, and it's harder to fall as in love with them when you're constantly having to battle them. Yeah, of course. Uh, but Ashley and Bella were always like the sweetest, like, sisters and just like whatever you say posh like we'll go do it like this is a fun activity woohoo like they were, they were just whatever it was i could have been like okay and now we're gonna have to go to the bathroom and then ashley and bella would have been like woohoo yeah like Dude, so I, they were, I cheer when i well, all right yeah but they were i'm just saying like their enthusiasm was infectious I, ideal and, campers they yeah. spread in happiness bringing other people up yeah that's great and genuinely having happiness themselves sure i think yeah. that's another helpful part uh so uh, Ashley and Bella are going absolutely ham bone uh, in this contest. <laughs> this is they a contest. Are, yeah, they are going so hard after this algae, and they're like, "Posh, come help! Charm needs this stuff." <laughs> Posh, so, who's Posh? That's me. That's oh, my counselor oh, name. Oh, uh, we're gonna come back to that. Yeah, uh, on another day. Yeah, so they're going crazy picking up algae. And you know, looking like cre like these two little mini creatures from the Black Lagoon is how. Oh, they're just covered in the shit. Yeah, that's. I mean, they're like. I feel like <laughs> Ashley is bringing the like two by four up, and then Bella is practically like diving into it to gather up as much <laughs> that's as she the way, can. That's how you got to do um, it, man. And the next day, uh, Ashley and Bella's mom, uh, Mrs. 
uh, yeah, Mrs. Ashley and Bella's mom pulls uh-huh. me aside yep. and says, uh, hey, are you guys going to be swimming at the lake uh, any more this week? And I'm racking my brain for what to tell this woman because she's clearly under the misconception that we have a plan and <laughs> like know whether we're going to the lake or the pool. So what'd you or tell her? Just a, a maybe? <laughs> I said, you know, it depends on how hot it is because the lake is a lot cooler than the pool. Of that course. usually is oh, what decides some of our decision making. It's 95 out here. We're yeah. going to go actually cool down. Then there's the other part where, you know, when you have 18 year olds as your lifeguards who are in charge of maintaining the chemical balance of your swimming pool, sometimes they forget. And yep. Okay. So you, it's a lake day today. Yeah. Then but you, it's raining. Yeah, you know, it's a lake day. Go today. to the <laughs> pool. Uh, so. I'm there, and I'm like, I'm not really sure. It kind of depends on how hot it is. Uh, what, what's that? What's the? Is there a problem? And she was like, Well, I had to spend several hours scrubbing algae out of Ashley and Bella's private parts. Oh last my! Oh well, Jesus Christ! <laughs> So no. all of a sudden, I'm like flashing into my head. It's like some like w- war movie happening in my head of <laughs> Ashley and Bella like clashing through this. Yeah, lake, right. Oh, just like discovered sharp, in sharp cutbacks, yeah. sharp flashbacks. And I'm in my head. I'm like, I can't laugh right now. I really have to <laughs> keep a straight face. Oh my goodness. And I was like, oh. Uh, well, hey, I will uh, keep an eye out for if we're going to the lake and if there's too much algae, I guess I'll tell them to uh, be... We'll make know, sure to cautious. avoid that. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, and also my mind is reeling because I'm like, wow, I did not know that that was a thing that a parent might have to do. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen to that's a girl. Pretty, like, that's pretty terrifying, yeah. yeah. So that was uh, a fun... <laughs> you know, story of something that I never thought that I would encounter. That's something you hope uh, to never encounter. Yeah. Is any is like any combination of those things. I mean, I guess the lake. Yeah. But the algae and then the rest of that. Yeah, that's... Okay, so there's a couple. Yeah. Well, you want to go... You want to go crazier? We're no, at an hour, dude. Lot. I gotta. I have to go. I have yeah, stuff dude. going on. Well, everywhere. we got one. We got one more little thing we got to do here. We got to do what's called bear hunt. At the end of each episode, we uh, will will read the most recent communique from. Uh, from one of my most loyal listeners, it's a, a, a we we don't know much about Bear, but Bear writes an email every episode. I don't know how he or she knows that there will be an episode, but on each of those days, one of them shows up, and we we like to use clues from the email to try to figure out who Bear is, because ideally one day we're gonna have Bear on as a guest, but we got to be able to find okay. we got to find him or her first. So, um, and there it is. What do you know? Bear. It doesn't say anything about who the person is. It just okay. says Bear. <laughs> And uh, so let's see what. I guess I'm curious what is going to be in it. Yeah, let's see what. I've not heard this segment. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Okay. Hey, what do you know? So it looks like uh, he or she listened to the last one. It was a fun cast with Cokers. So Terry and and Stephanie were on last time. Um, I like the bit where you did the thing with the words and the questions. Always very specific. Yeah. Okay. You're right. And I liked that bit too. So thank you. I know you're getting closer to figure out, figuring out who I am, so I figured I'd get your honest take on a few things before it's biased, knowing my identity. identity. Clever, yeah. Hmm. All right, so let's see. Oh, I, you can help me with this one. These are these, these might what be some softballs. What do polar bears eat for lunch? What do polar bears eat for lunch? Uh, I think traditionally seals. I thought seal was a big part of their diet. Seal or sea lion, whatever the things are up there. They look Coca-Cola? Cute things. 
<laughs> you always see them with Coke. Do they have cookies with that Coke? Is there? Is it just a bottle of Coke usually? One of the small ones. It's a it's a glass. You never see a can. It's always a glass bottle, right? And they yeah. somehow they ha- they're able to pluck it off. I figure because they're bears, they just are like they just pull it off. I mean, I you, you can peel the car door off a car. I think they can handle. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Then uh, can they take the lid off? Yes, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I think there's a lot of cannibalism. I think they eat their children too. I. Don't like that. Nope, me neither. But I don't know anything about it to <laughs> yeah. confirm or deny. Yeah, look it up. Um, let's see. What kinds of beans don't grow in a garden? <laughs> what? Jelly beans. Uh, what kind of beans? What kind of beans? Don't grow in a garden. What is... <laughs> uh, okay, we got jelly beans. Uh, what other kind of beans? Could be birdie bots, every flavored beans. Oh, is that a... Is that's, that a... That's a... Uh, from the tale that you were talking about earlier. Okay. Uh, is, is, is Perry Hotter of some, I think is what it's called. Um, but I might be wrong. I'm pretty lost here, but are you sure that no part of these, bi- bi- uh, whatever you described, I don't believe that pretty bots grow in the ground. Okay, good. So we got two answers. Um, is there, ooh, are we missing any here? Beans. Um, I was like, baked beans, they're in a can. but Well, there's stink beans. Is that a thing? Well, I don't know. They're in that bean game that I own. Uh, oh, let's look it up. We're going to find it out. Stink beans. Universityofillinois.com slash stinkbeans.edu. Yeah, and then cocoa beans. That's a real one, though. Stink well, beans. Uh, do cocoa, cocoa beans. Oh, it's a tree, isn't it? Yeah. Um, But the tree would be in your garden, or would it not? I guess oh, wow. I stink beans are a real bean. Stink beans are a real motherfucking thing, man. Yeah. A little smelly, a lot of flavor. Dude, somebody's hawking stink beans. Well, so, but I think you might be onto something with cocoa beans. Yeah, they would. Is they it a... come off, aren't they, you know, it's a traditionally, oh, look at that. Woo. It's a tree. It's a thing that it comes off a like tree. it has these, like, gourds. What look like kind of look like these big shell, yeah. big seed casings or whatever. That's a tree. That's not in the garden. Cocoa beans for the win. Yeah. Cacao arbra. Very cool. Well, Ghana. I wonder if where's the. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how this is helping with the bear hunt. Okay, good. Um, let's see. Next. Uh, well, no. I mean, it helps. Doesn't. So, who would ask about a bean? Uh, I'm I'm starting to think that it's somebody from the United States, probably the Midwest. <laughs> I'm is, that leaning. From, is that from previous segments? Uh, no, nope, this is that's what at? I'm getting from this. Polar bears eat for lunch. It's like you wouldn't ask that if you were from one of the poles because you would know because you would watch. Yeah. So that's just got to okay. be somebody at a latitude between four, minus 45 plus 45. Yeah. Or again, not like a tropical latitude. So then, um, 40. Yeah. Okay. So then, what kind of beans don't grow in a garden? That tells me female. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. She, she, he or she, I'm going to start saying she, because I think this is, a, I'm sorry, Bear, if you're a gentleman out there, but I want to start saying she. She goes on. I've been trying to figure out this next one for a decade now. Let's see if Nathan and I can help you. Since the beginning of your cast, it's a problem I've had. I have a thousand bottles of Bearmanade. I assume that's a lemonade derivative. <laughs> that's some, okay. One yeah. contains poison and tastes bitter. How will I find the poisoned bottle of lemon bear aid? <laughs> it's bearmanade. Using the smallest number of sips. And how many <laughs> sips? It's a logic puzzle. Huh. <laughs> one, oh, exactly one contains poison? Or I mean, if, if, yeah, they, if they all contain one poison. One contains poison. Yeah, but if they all contain poison, then one of them contains poison. Mm. 
Oh, you'd have to say exactly, or no more than one or one. All right, so let's assume they're all poison, throw them all out, because I don't want you to die, because if you die, no one's going to listen to my show. Well, that's also true. It, we don't really know how what the efficacy of the poison. How Very good point. If you Is it a, take a whole bottle to kill you? And then in that case, you just taste it. You get a little headache, get a little die-die, and then... Uh, I wonder, the smallest number of sips, If it, do you need to even sip to taste? Could you simply shove your tongue into the body of liquid, and, <laughs> and then and then pat and, the tongue off? Yeah, pat your then tongue know off before you. <laughs> what it tastes like? <laughs> That's a good point. I'm thinking zero sips. Yeah, you don't necessarily need to like draw the liquid into your mouth in order to be able to get a good feel for whether or not it's poisoned or whether or not it's bitter. Where, where's the bitter about... part of your tongue? That don't don't the different regions of your tongue taste different things? Uh, I also wonder about aroma. Seems uh, seems like bitter would come with some sort of an aroma or the lack of a sweet aroma which i assume barmanade <laughs> is, is reeks of uh, sweetness oh, yes it's gonna be yeah it's 56 grams per 20 ounce serving yeah of sugar yeah so i think i'm ready to uh, sign up for zero sips yep. personally i'm with you i'm with you nathan uh, uh, okay, so Bear, here's the here's the tip we have for you: a thousand bottles, and any one of them contains poison. If that poison is uh, is is potent enough that it could kill you on just a, on a very small amount, like much less than one bottle, just go ahead and throw all all thousand <laughs> out into the garbage. Okay, and now if it's not if it's not so much, um, then what we're gonna have you do is open a bottle and give it a smell. If the smell distinctly distinctly tells you that that's the poison bottle, chuck it, and now you got 999 Barmanades to enjoy, assuming you meant exactly one and not one or more. And if you don't have a scent, then just enjoy yourself a Barmanade. Um, I think that seems right. And total number of sips, zero. We're going to do a tongue, a, t a tip dunk yeah. or a scent, a smell. Yeah, a TD. A TD or just like a little, a little waft, okay? I uh, hope that helps, Bear. Thanks again for uh, for 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 for, uh, for following, for liking us, for you for writing in. North American woman, um, according to United States, I've seen. Yeah, United States, and I'm thinking female. Yeah, so thank you, Madam, for your listening. And uh, let's say something in what's the language in America? Let's say something in English to her. Goodbye. Oh, I, that was a good accent. I think I thought so. I've been working on it. It sounded, you're very fluent. <laughs> Conversational in the uh, United States, Ian. All right. Uh, hey, thanks, guys, for listening. An hour and nine is a new record. And while it's at 69 minutes, maybe we should stop. We have to. <laughs> 69. Uh, well, thanks a lot, Nathan, for being here. I, I thought that was a lot of fun. I got to learn. This is what I really like. I got to learn a little bit about you I didn't know. Listeners got to learn something about you I didn't know. Got to learn something about a broader subject, camp, and, and all the good things about it. Me too. Anything I, you want to say before we... Uh... Hey, it's been fun being here. I feel like it's probably going to be listeners' least favorite episodes. So, no way. So uh, write in with your uh, <laughs> yeah. critiques, uh, and uh, we love we'll feedback. shape it up and make it better. We love feedback, and we're, what do you say? You want to do another one a couple weeks down the road? Yeah, up of course. Awesome, man. Had a great time with you. And thanks, guys, for listening. We'll, we'll see you again pretty soon. Bye.